You're listening to That Cast, a podcast of what's happening at that brewery in Arizona. You can find out more about episodes and other things related at thatbrewery.com. Good morning from uh, Cottonwood at the uh, production facility for That Brewery. And I'm here with Steve and John. We're going to talk about beer, right? We are going to talk about beer. We love beer. You guys love beer, right? What else is there to talk about? (laughs) You deal with it every day, right? Absolutely. So, um, like, just out of curiosity, how did you get into brewing? Because I don't think you probably, like, says a kid one day, I'm going to grow up and brew beer, probably. But maybe you did. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's kind of how it happened. Uh, Actually, um, I came from a winemaking background. And so, in winemaking takes a lot of beer to make good wine and so uh and a lot of good wine to make good beer i was gonna hope for the end yeah (laughs) um so just uh from a fermentation background uh uh just fermenting things in alcohol is kind of a interesting process and um it was kind of the natural transition for me to move from winemaking to beer um just to broaden my horizons and learn a new skill and do different things so so what are some like key attributes to be a good brewer because uh time and patience (laughs) (laughs) probably i don't know i'm sure steve can attest to that and a really really good mathematician yeah Yeah, it's a bit of chemistry too right it is absolutely yeah i mean i like my whole background in, in brewing you know i started home brewing but um basically you know back in the early 90s i found out about this little brewery called McFarland's Brewery in Phoenix. It was down on 32nd Street in Phoenix and and uh, fell in love with the place. They were making their own beer. I'd never even had a craft beer up until that point in my life and I could not believe that that you could do so much with beer. Like I had no idea that you could be that creative and, and, and have that much flavor in a beer. You know, used to, uh, you know, the original style beers that were brewed in America, the uh, original Pilsner Lagers. Um, so it was very nice to see something else out there, you know, and started off with Hefeweizens and a bunch of different German-style beers, and I was just blown away. So I basically decided, hey, I want to start homebrewing because there is more out there to, to life than these off-the-shelf beers. So. And what were, like, what were the options to learn brewing when you started? They were uh, <laughs> few and far between at the time. You know, it was uh, a lot of extracts were coming out at that time. It uh, wasn't a lot of whole, you know, uh, grain brewing at that time. Um, but I kind of just went all in and kind of just started off with just doing grain brewing because I thought that's where the art was, you know, not trying to rely on somebody's somebody else's malted extract. Um, so that's, I just read a lot of books, a lot of cryptic books. <laughs> <laughs> like from monks and... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you, did you Anything just... I could get my hands on. Yeah, and kind of on the other flip side of that, um, you know, I came into brewing just really this year, um, and from the winemaking perspective, wine's been kind of made the same way for thousands and thousands of years, same as beer, um, just kind of the standard brew, if you will, but what really drew me to brewing was kind of the uniqueness of it and uh, all the different things you could do, so there's a lot of different ingredients that you can work with in brewing as opposed to wine wine's grapes I mean obviously there's stylistically choices that you can you know make different styles of wine but 
for the most part it's grapes and that's what you're fermenting. Um, with beer you can add a lot of different things as Steve was saying. You got whole grain, you got different types of grain, you have different additives you can add later. Um, kind of where brewing's going now is there's fruit beers, there's, you know, they're adding everything you can imagine to beers and brews now so that you can put in anything, plums, apricots, you know, anything you can grow, you can basically brew. Wild fermentation, Wild controlled fer- fermentation, yeah, you exactly. name it. So, so you haven't really reached the limits of what's possible, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> is, is, is there like beer pressure to come up with new ideas? Like where, where do your ideas for brewing come from? I think a lot of that, I think the market's definitely going to, uh, you know, what's next, you know, what do you, What's next? So a lot of the ideas for me come um, locally and what's grown here in the Verde Valley and um, what's just around us to, you know, to draw from and creativity and what we can pull into, you know, different things. So. And so we're in this big production facility. Um, like, uh, what does what operating at this scale like differ from where you started in Pine also and from, from home brewing? Like, well, I, I mean, it's 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 kind of the same. It gets noisy in here once in a while. Wow, well, it is a work. It is a working brewery. It is a working brewery. You guys aren't sitting time. around playing checkers. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it it it's you know obviously there's a lot more scheduling, a lot more timing, you know, and so you're you're actually producing you know a specific amount of beer each week, and you know so there's a lot of schedules that you got to deal with. We have you know people dropping stuff off all the time. We have you know four different distributors that we're shipping beer out to so you know as far as the production facility i mean that's what it is is a production facility but as far as the brewing aspect of it you know it's it's kind of all the same you know you the brew day is the same as any brew day whether you're home brewing or professionally brewing you know we might have a few more uh easier things to to deal with than than a home brewer but um it's kind of the same thing same same principle so. so what's in production right now? Like I'm looking at the, the big fermenters. What, what are you working on right now? Well, uh, today we're actually uh, canning uh, the Arizona Trail Ale. Um, so that's kind of the process you came into today was um, we were canning. Um, most of these things are full. We got some uh, strawberry blonde in a tank. Um, a lot of our staple beers. Um, also, we do have some barrel fermentations going on which is kind of new for that brewery um and uh we have a a a plum ipa that will be released pretty soon um we're also doing a wild strawberry so this is kind of a wild ferment with some fresh strawberries and uh this will be barrel aged for about six months Tell us more about the barrel aging, because that's kind of what you're bringing into the, the game right Yeah, now. so right now what we're doing is uh, we're utilizing uh, wine barrels from my previous life, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so there's there's a lot of different things you can do with barrels. So different wines have been in these barrels. So um, we're utilizing an old Malbec barrel and an old Sangiovese barrel. Um we can uh, ferment the wine in tank and then age them in barrel, or we can actually ferment in barrel hmm. the the wort or the uh, kind of the raw uh, product of the beer in in the barrel. So there's a lot of different things. We can add a lot of different adjuncts to that. Um, so the plums are fresh from a local orchard around here. Um, 
and the strawberries um, I'm sourcing, they should be ready to pick in a couple weeks. Um, last weekend, I harvested a bunch of prickly pears. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to do some uh, a different wild ferment. and uh, He still has the thorns in his... Yeah, they, they hurt. <laughs> there, it is very it takes a lot of work to get them, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and... Uh, we got some locally sourced fresh hops. Yep. That we just picked up. Yeah, so. we picked up some local Camp Verde hops um, just this <laughs> last weekend as well. I think one last time I was talking, you were telling me there was like a hop shortage, or is that? Or it's it, been a few years yeah, ago. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, so you know, with as many breweries as there are today, you know, and and you know, putting the hop contracts together so that the farmers can see into the future how you know five years from now, you know, I've got all these hop orders out there that helps them predict better. So I think they're doing. They're, they're growing the right stuff now, so it really seems to be that the shortage has gone down quite a bit. You know, there still are, the, you know, those premium ones out there, out there that are still hard to get, but, you know, as, the, as more and more contracts get out there so that farmers know what to farm, you know, those hop shortages seem to kind of diminish a little bit, so. And uh, where do you think, like, Arizona stands on the craft beer scene nationally? Like, what's our reputation, or? I think we're up there. Um, you know, we're... I guess a smaller market than some places like California or I don't know. I think we're right up, right up there with. The yeah. Craft. I think, you know, I mean, recently, you know, Arizona's producing some really phenomenal beers, you know, we have, I think at least a hundred breweries now in Arizona, if not a few more now, um, you know, compared to San Diego County, that's a drop in the bucket, but, um, you know, people are really pushing the envelope on different styles of beers and, you know, really coming up with some really creative stuff for Arizona. So Arizona, I think, has really come a long ways in the last, you know, 10 years. So yeah, it's, some it's of nice the to top-rated breweries are here, yeah. here in the state. And, right. You know, a lot of people doing some neat things, so... So what goes into the canning? I heard a little like reference to cussing. Maybe is it <laughs> is it tedious? Is it just you have to keep an eye on it? Uh, there's a lot of things you got to keep on keep an eye on during the process, and um, just a lot of moving parts. So a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving. Everything's parts. moving. Because <laughs> I know, as a consumer, like you know, I go to the, the store and I pull it off the shelf, and I probably don't even consider all that goes into to making that happen. Yeah. Um, you know, even back to the brewing part. So, are, are you finding people coming here want to like? Are you doing like beer classes and things? Are are people interested in learning about the process, or do they just want to drink? You want to jump in for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> I do in a bit. I, I want to record. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get the you know. People the are definitely yeah. interested in yeah. learning the processes. You know, and so we do have every once in a while. We don't do a lot of tours here, but we do them off and on. Yeah. You know, because people really do want to know about the brewing process and see what we're doing. We've had, you know, uh, like a brewer for a day package that we've done before a couple of times. So people have come in and actually got to brew with us for the whole day and kind of see what we do and, you know, see our whole process from So that's an start option. To finish. If, if, if people are interested in that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of you, Travis, okay? you got a birthday coming up. <laughs> well, and also here in Cottonwood, um, you all can't see this, but, you know, our, our pub is in the brewery. So if you come to the Cottonwood location, you're looking at the tanks and the brew house and, you know, you can see the canning line and the bags of grain, you know, everything's right here, you know. So if we're working, you're going to, and you're drinking here, you're going to probably see us working. You see a pretty good stream of people coming in to to drink here? Yeah. 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 It's, you know, the tasting room stays pretty busy, you know, so it's kind of nice. It's kind of a small tasting room, but 
you are right in it. So it's yeah. kind of a unique place where you're right in the brewery. You know, you know, not divided. It's so you can see it through a window or anything else. Like you're you're right here with everything that we're doing. So. Yeah. And kind of what's got. I mean, they built the reputation for the wines. You know, you see that happening with beers, or you just kind of keep your your corner here. And well, we're the only one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we would we would like to see another brewery or yeah. two here. Absolutely. You know, it's. You know, I know there's a lot of wine tour companies that are out there right now, and they're actually putting us on their map. So they're actually stopping here, you know, along with their wine tour, because everybody that likes wine is going to like some other kind of beverage. Beverage, yeah. <laughs> you, you need to, you know, reset the palate here every once in a while. Right. <laughs> so what's like, like, are, are you, do you have any, like, wild ideas? Like, or, or also, like, um, maybe ask, like, what's been, like, your favorite thing that you've come up with and maybe like what's something that hasn't worked because <laughs> it sounds very experimental to me um yeah kind of the, the new thing with the barrel thing is a lot of experiments um we just really started it about three months ago um so we um we we're constantly tasting them and testing them so if something comes out wrong you know obviously it's going to go down the drain but right. <laughs> you know um you know we do our best and we try really hard not to make that happen. And it's just understanding fermentation kinetics and, you know, uh, time and patience and paying attention to temperatures. And so. So when I taste something that's been aging a barrel for a beer, what, what am I going to be tasting that, that I'm going to, that's going to get my attention maybe, or maybe not, like maybe it's not over. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, that's another thing is uh, it's all up to people's tastes and everybody's got different taste buds and really you just got to trust what you like because not everybody's going to like the same thing so yeah and i guess you know when when we're tasting the barrels or whatever we're just looking for something super unique like does it all blend well together you know do you get some really unique flavors out of there that are good flavors Mm -hmm. you know so as we taste it we kind of decide what else we're going to do with it you know are we going to blend this with something else you know to get something even more out of it so we're always talking about what are we going to do, you know, next step, next step, where down it's the at. Line to and even, you know, some, sometimes things, I mean, this is an experience from uh, my winemaking days, but I made this wine that I hated. I thought it was terrible. And it was like our number one seller. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes you don't know, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just all up to people's taste, but you know, there was a point in time in the fermentation where I didn't, I wasn't crazy about it and it had some off smells and. I wasn't crazy about it, but, you know, other people enjoyed it, and it ended up being one of the greatest wines. So it's really, you know, up to the consumer, and there's a, there's so many consumers out there that someone's, you know, there's, everybody's got their own unique flavor and taste and what they enjoy and what they don't, so. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, as we define the beers, you know, we're going to come up with our own smells, our own tastes, and then try to kind of relay that to the consumers. But obviously, when they're smelling and tasting, they're going to get, you know, probably even different things out of out of the beer. So we just try to make it as complex and complex and as unique as possible. So. Yeah, and have fun doing it. <laughs> I get that as an essential piece. Yeah. Uh, any kind of like trends you're looking at, like like way out stuff that you might be trying to eyeball for your future. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, there's always things, or everything's always evolving, you know, in, in the beer industry, and, you know, so we just really try to stay on top of it, and, you know, the beer community is a super friendly community, you know, we're all friends, you know, across yep. the breweries, you know, there's a hundred different breweries out there in Arizona, 
and I consider us all to be pretty good friends. You know, we can call on each other, we talk to each other all the time. That's just, I remember Tamara saying that when you guys started, that it really is not competitive. That, yeah. That everybody sees more people drinking beer as a better thing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of unique for an industry, is it? It is pretty unique. I think so, yeah. yeah. Is it different in wine? Uh, no, I think I think there's a lot of camaraderie yeah. in, you know, in all the industries, you know. And uh, it's still a pretty young industry, beer, wine. It, it, like craft beverages in, in general in Arizona is kind of a new thing. So, you know, you know, uh, rising tide raises all ships. So it, it, it pays to help each other out and call on somebody if you need some extra grain or you're short on hops or, you know, you need a helping hand or some advice or so. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's 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 been a, a great experience, you know, as far as being in the beer industry for the last five years. And like John said, everybody's super helpful. And yes, we are competitive, you know, absolutely, you know, and uh, we like to, you know, dig yeah. at each other every once in a while and have fun with each other. Um, but we're all in the same business, you know, trying to do the same thing. And that's kind of take a little bit of niche out of the big, big guys, you know. So um, I think we're all kind of on the same page trying to get into that market and show what we can do, you know, as a collective team of 5,000 breweries in the United States all brewing craft beer. So. I heard yesterday mention that um, the next one for canning is the Fossil Creek IPA. Is that true? Fossil Creek IPA. Is that soon? Yeah. 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 We're Has that been popular? I, I... Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. Um, we love it. Um, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is kind of a, a, a lighter style IPA. A um, little bit of a lower alcohol. Really drinkable. Um, you know, you can drink them all day, if you will. <laughs> So to speak. So to speak. Uh, it's you know it's got a lot of citrus and tropical, you know, fruit taste to it, and it's a it's a really big hop hop bomb, um, but not over the top. Still well blended. Yeah. And uh, just super light, easy to drink. So we're super excited to get that into cans. So. And when's that happening? Well, of course you got to go through all the design artwork and all <laughs> oh, that. So all about that the fun art, stuff. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Well, what's the you thinking know? for the, the the art? For you know, this? are you there yet? Or are yeah. you still working? And, on and we do, and we do love our cans. You yeah. know, we kind of like to well, stand out a little bit. And so you know, we're probably just going somewhere around the history of Fossil Creek, something in that area. You know, with the design. So we've got a few people kind of working on it right now. And you know, once we get that nailed down and we love it, then. Um, we're going to figure out the packaging portion of that, how we're going to package yeah. it, you know, because it is a it is a lighter alcohol beer, so do we want to package it the same way or differently or, you know, so... 12, 15, 24 packs, you know, it's yeah. like... So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of thoughts going into it and, you know, beer we're super proud of and can't wait to get it out um, to the masses. I just chuckle when I, you know, see a reference to no permit required, <laughs> which is great if you're from around here. And, and that'll yeah. be on the can. Yeah, nice. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And uh, uh, further canning expansion is, is the canning going well for? The canning is going well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, we're looking at doing a lot of different packaging ideas. Maybe you know, 16 ounce cans. Um, Fossil Creek might end up in some of those 12 ounce cans, 16 ounce cans. Um, we're talking about doing the crawler system here, um, you know. So there's there's really no limit to what we can do, and uh, I, I see a lot of uh, you know a lot of breweries are doing their 
their one-off and their barrel stuff in cans as well. So, I mean, we do have the means to can these things. So, right. you know, we might as well. So do a lot something. of yeah, we're, we're going to start a kind of our uh, we're going to do an add-on to our mug club, which is going to be the mug and bottle club now. Okay. And so we'll start bottling some of these specialty beers out of barrel and you know some what of the size wanna, bottles. Seven uh, fifties. Okay. So almost kind of like a champagne bottle with a with a uh, crown and cap on it and uh, wax dipped and nice label. So, so yeah, so we'll have some pretty limited series going yeah. on with those. So I think and it kind of works with exciting. the motif of the, the barrel aging, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that'll be exclusive, just available here in Cottonwood. Um, you know, so come in and check them out when we're right, so ready we're, to release. We say that to our, our thousands of listeners, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on getting. Um so it's been great to come down here, and, and you know, and you know, we're playing this out with the podcasting, and um, I think we might try to do one a month or something. So think of something new. Okay. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just uh, turn that thing on by the canning line and probably get hours of entertainment. That's right. I do, I do want to get a little clip of that because it's a good thing you can't really hear us too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is fascinating to watch, you know. But it is. It's, it's probably it's, it's, it's probably it's probably right. different to, to watch it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that cast. You can find us and more information from that brewery at thatbrewery.com. And other places online, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we hope to see you sometime up at the pub in Pine, Arizona, or down at the brewing facility in Cottonwood.